Manx Radio has been at the centre of the community since Viking days, or at least that's how it feels to many listeners, with little change since the invasion of Lindisfarne. Since then, it's moved with the times, reflecting changes in culture and technology, including eating with knives and forks, living in large settlements named after rivers, the fax machine and photocopying, though its music policy has remained largely unchanged. In this programme, the fourth of what may be more, we go behind the doors that are normally closed to all but those who are sentenced to work here. But first on the nation station, an important update. Yes, we've just heard the clerk of the course has announced a 30-minute delay to racing. That's a 30-minute delay to proceedings today. Back to the studio. It's 11am and a breakfast management meeting is just getting underway to address an issue of urgent national importance. Why is mandate terminally dull? The issue has already sparked lively debate. I'm telling you, it just won't work. Of course it will. It's bloody obvious. It's not. They're far too short. Too long, you mean? Short, you d*****. Who are you calling a Who do you think? There's only one around here, and I'm looking right Now, 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 gentlemen. And you can as well. Bring back the theme tune. Oh, yeah? And what? And that's a crap idea. That's what. At least I've got one. Unlike you two smiggers. Up your ass. Up your ass. You're asked. Uh, well, uh, I think we can safely admit it that there's some constructive disagreement there, but, 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 but the fact remains we have to do something about the programme. It's hemorrhaging listeners faster than plastic bottles from the Timbald members' room. What are the figures like, then? Well, uh, in 1988 it was 38,000. By 98 it was down to 28,000. 2008, and we're looking at 17,000. And last year? Uh, round nine. Thousand? No, nine. Uh, two of those are the chief minister. Okay. So, what's the plan? Well, we need to find a way to make mandate both informative and educational without allowing... People to die listening? No, no. Informative and educational, but not... As dull as an unlimited travel pass for the horse trams this TT No, informative and educational, but with the addition of... Uh, of... Uh, a pornographic video? No, no. Look, let's explore the problem here. Why has a programme which hasn't changed at all in 30 years, other than when presenters have lost the will to live and left, been losing listeners? Is it the theme tune? It's not the bloody theme tune. You might be onto something there, though. What? It's the interviews. They're too short. Too long! How can they be too long? Look at the figures. Well, in the Collister era, average interview length, 25 minutes. So? In the Macmillan era, average interview length, 17 minutes. Too long. The S.P. Peters era, average length, eight minutes. Far too long. And in the current Moss Wooten era, average length? Four minutes. 49 seconds. Too long. How can it possibly be too long? No one can concentrate on one thing that long anymore. Yes, well, I think it's not so much the length as the inherent dullness, which is the problem. But we've tackled that already. We rarely play just an interview of someone just talking about something important now. We know no one's interested. That's why we always break the interviews up with clips of other people, not always talking about the same thing, mind, but at least in a different voice. Record ourselves doing links in between the person talking for no apparent reason, or add annoyingly cutesy music at the beginning and end of every package. Yes, like that one about prison visitor services the other day. Prison. Born free. (laughs) Not if you're in prison. The judge has spoken. You took on the law 
and the law won. Aaron Ibanez, Manx Radio. Yeah, but it was still dull, wasn't it? We need to bring back the theme tune. This is what we're going to try. Decreasing the length of the interviews, but increasing the amount of music on mandate. That won't be hard. There isn't any. Correct. And that's where we're going wrong. So we'll have music in between the interviews? No. After the interviews? No. What then? During the interviews. Well, how's that going to work? Well, you know how musical a lot of them claim to be. Really? Sure, yeah. I mean, a whole plethora of talent. So what we'll do is we'll ask them to accompany themselves on their favourite instrument whilst being interviewed, combining the Rethian values of education and entertainment in one. Brilliant. Anything else? Oh, yeah. Uh, the Chief Minister's requested, well, demanded, actually, uh, as an issue of national importance, that we change the name of the programme to better reflect the pressing issue of our generation, and something he's been passionate about since before 16-year-olds got the vote. Indeed, all of them were born, come to think of it. Really? Yeah, the, uh, he says the whole climate thing's peng, and he's down with the kids on this one. Hello and welcome to Green Date, Manx Radio's climate affairs programme, which has a lower carbon footprint than Bill Shimmins' commute to work, on a sunny day at least. I'm one of the Manx Radio's Alexes. Today, like every day, we'll be talking about the climate emergency, the environment, the environment again, bees and learning how to give your kippers an added kick by smoking them using CPD oil. And in an effort to make the programme vaguely listenable, we'll be keeping all interviews to less than a minute. And all of your favourite politicians will be talking whilst accompanying themselves on their favourite instrument. We'll start, as is tradition, with green issues, and in the light of the recent Timwell debate on the climate emergency, Bill Shimmins explains his concerns with the emissions from other Timwell members' cars. He spoke to us whilst warming up his tuba. I had a wander around the Timwell members' car park this morning. There's a fair number of high-powered high-polluting vehicles in there. So what I was saying is, given all the positivity that we've got in terms of we need to to, to meet the climate change emergency, how will that car park look in six months' time? Will there be more environmentally friendly vehicles there? Or actually, should there be fewer vehicles because more people perhaps could walk? Or actively commute or take public transport? Business now, and here's Rianne Wingattack Evans. Good morning from the business desk. SLD partners say they've decided to sponsor the Women's Netball League on the island for the second year running. The £5,000 funding means really good players, like me for example, will be able to get even better in nice surroundings. The local branch of Marks and Spencer has agreed to donate out-of-date fruit and vegetables to the island's sports stars of tomorrow. The women's youth netball team will be able to gorge themselves healthily on old plums, grapes and cherries after training free of charge all summer. Head coach Randy Leggings says it's great news for the girls and the fruit, which now won't be buried or given to scrounging pensioners. And legal firm Bosporus Charlton Bedding have appointed a new head of digital scrutiny. Saskia Hankies was educated at Oxford and before moving to the island worked for Barton, Barton and Barton in compliance. 
When not working, she enjoys scrumping and playing netball at a very high level, like me. Starting out keeping goal for the Yorkshire team, the Bakewell Tarts, she went on to Oxford's Blue Movers as wing attack and most recently as goal shooter for the Singapore Slings when she achieved an all-time record score in the South Asia Compliance Netball Finals against world-ranking team the Hong Kong Harlots. Welcome, Saskia, who'll be joining my team now. And that's your business news for this morning. Thanks there to Rianne Wing Attack Evans. And I've just heard that there's a further delay to racing. I'm uh, joined in my ear by Tim Glover. Tim. Yes, Alex, I'm afraid there's now a one-hour delay to racing. That's a one-hour delay to racing due to rain at Alpine Cottage and swans breeding on the course at the Waterworks. Back to you, Alex. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Alex. Thanks. The time now is a little later than when we've started. Thanks for staying with us, not many of you do, and it shows great dedication. I'm really grateful. Really grateful. Thank you. Now work is at last underway on the promenade and likely to be ongoing until the turn of the century, or when they've given up, whichever is sooner. DOI Minister, the Dalai Lama, explains more behind the philosophy of the work, illustrated in musical form by a spontaneous improvisation on his tenor sax. Let's just start from scratch um, again. We did a national infrastructure strategy. We then looked at harbours. What do we need? Where are we? At? Where are we now? As far as infrastructure, what we need to do? Again, it's a little bit like the prom. Some of this is from Victorian days, a great job, but actually we need to, to, to build it and move forward. Let's leave Mandate for a moment to recover. Relative newbie and proud Viking lookalike Mish Mercer has taken over the Sunday spot, long a favourite amongst listeners keen for a lunchtime snooze. With trusty sidekicks Fender Stratocaster and William Fit the Younger manning the phones, his new perplexive programme has been looking to set new standards in broadcasting. It's still looking. Here he is, gargling phlegm, in the latest in a long line of Honourable Banks programmes, named after hours of debate, Speaking Manx. Speaking Manx now with Mish Mercer. Well, hey. Well, hey, you wouldn't you? Mish. There's been a lot of talk about the climate emergency of late. What's an emergency in Manx? Well, it's usually the word itty, a word which rhymes with gritty, giving a clue to its earthy roots, literally stony ground where things are likely to be problematic, particularly parsnips and longer moots. Organic. Oh, oh I yeah. So if we think of the air above the ground, the, the, the climate, if you will, how do you express that in local Gaelic? Yes, uh, that, that's a complex noun, um, udhraf and com, the com bit relating to the ancient Manx comma, literally, uh, meaning, you know, the, which isn't underneath our feet, with udhraf loosely translating as, uh, and, and we can't see it. So that which isn't underneath our feet and we can't see it is air, or in this case, the, the local climate. That's fascinating, for some I expect. Now, if we take the word how, uh, in English, a uh, word... I'm fond of for obvious reasons, but in this case as an adverb, but what's that? Uh, it's it's tor, like the guy in uh, in, in Contiki, tor Hyadal, but not related in any way yes, whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what have you wanted to say? How shall? Hmm. Uh, well, normally shall would be the word uh, bol, like in bol weevil, 
But when it follows a word related to the famous 1947 journey of a Norwegian explorer on a raft, it's hyphenated with the K from the word kontiki in memory of the event. So it's a cabal. Is that unique to the Manx language? Oh, well, I think so, wouldn't you? Mm. Uh, now, to deal with something, how's that phrase? We're not talking cards here, I assume. So we're back with the complex form, exfroas. And what would be the simple form? That uh, There isn't one. Again, a peculiarity of Manx. Never use a simple form when a complex one is available. Yeah. The word with, we, we've had that preposition before. Uh, yes, indeed. So it's the same here? No. Ah. Uh, what is it? Uh, it's the, the shortened word uh, set. Shortened? Yeah, well, yes, it did have an extra letter E, but, uh, but Mona Douglas removed it in uh, 1927 to, to save time. So we've followed that with the definite article the, with the. Yeah, yes, then it would be followed by the word upjetten. Yeah, yet again, a, a typical Manx word from the late 17th century with far more letters than it actually needs. So then, if we were to ask the question, how shall we deal with the climate emergency? Uh, well, it would be... Talk bollocks for hours, then set up another effing committee. More next time. Got a at Glaston. Hey, moo, wouldn't you? We can now return to Mandate, where Alex is gamely plugging on, despite the fact no one's been listening for the last 15 minutes. And I've just heard there's uh, now another delay. Tim. Yes, Alex, and you get used to the unexpected in this game, but I've heard it all now. A six-hour delay to racing uh, due to a man with a machete at the conquer trees threatening to cut down the conquer trees and set fire to them. Well, clearly this is a very serious incident, particularly if you're a conquer tree. But outside of the health and safety aspect, a real headache now for the clerk of the course, Gary Barlow and his team, as they could well have to decide whether to carry on calling conquer trees conquer trees or introduce the uh, less prosaic but more accurate no conquer trees. A six-hour delay then, back to the studio. Tim Glover. Hello. Bye. Constitutional matters now with Chief Minister Howard Quayle, accenting the finer points of an otherwise dry rhetoric by playing the bongo drums with, it must be said, a skill which belies his reputation. In this case, the Isle of Man is not doing anything that breaches international law, and that is a key point. If we were breaking international law, then they might have um, a, pol a case which happened 50 years ago. We go above and beyond what the OECD and FATFA require. that? That's someone who's never been to the island before, hearing how much it costs to fly here from Liverpool during TT week. If nothing is done, it could lead to a coronary or worse still, bankruptcy. Don't delay. Simple actions now can make all the difference. Book an air ticket for TT 2052. It may not help you, but it will be relatively cheap and could make all the difference to your grandchildren. Club together and buy your own plane. An expensive outlay now will prove cheaper in the long run. 
Move to the Isle of Man. That's what we're hoping you'll do, as we're getting pretty desperate. Houses are no more expensive than central London, and you'll save thousands on airfares every year, assuming you never want to get off again or go anywhere else at all, ever. And once you've seen hundreds of bikes riding round and round and round the same roads in the same way every year, sometimes slightly faster than before, you'll feel like a new man. Are you kidding? Hear that? That's a man who's just been told he can't get home after a 12-hour shift because the roads are closed. Again. If the walls of the House of Keys could talk, what would they say? Christ, I'm bored. Me too. Bored, bored, bored. Bored, bored, bored. This friggin' roof is heavy. I'll say. Well, any of you that climate debate last week? Of course we were. We're walls. If we left, the walls would come tumbling down round their ears. But do they appreciate that? Do they, Eckers like? We're just taken for granted. Yeah, so what about that debate then, eh? Record-breaking. Vomit-inducing. Why is that? Everyone spoke, even if they had nothing to say. It was that important. It's a crucial issue. Why is it so important now, then? Been around for years and no one gave a toss. Yeah, but there's an election soon, isn't there? If they weren't seen to say something on the issue, it could come back to bite them. Particularly those all the little people have been there, they, they couldn't be ignored anymore. What? Would it be five years bad luck if you forgot to say hello to them when you drove past in your jag? That's the chief men. He did. One of the youngsters confronted him. And he was cursed? I should say so. One of them called him an ignorant So why are the little people being taken seriously now then? Well, they've all been skiving off school to protest, haven't they? Old enough banishing. Climate change is worse than homework. When you're under the ground, we'll still have to look after it. Make love. But not yet. It's still illegal. And more to the point, the little people won't be so little at the next election, will they? They'll be making love legally. And even more excitingly, helping make the next House of Keys. Ah, so that's what it is. Yep, that's it. What have we got later on this year, then? After the summer recess. Yeah, I always look forward to that. Not so much hot air around, eh? Oh, the licence fee debate. Lord help me, I'm losing the will to keep standing, eh? Oh, and the debate about the future of public service broadcasting. What? Again? God, I'm bored. How many times have we had that one? Jeez. That's it. Thinking of withdrawing my support. Oh, me too. It's ridiculous. I think we should come down on them like a ton of bricks. Bored. 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 It's 8am and very little has happened. Nonetheless, it's time for the news. The Enterprise Minister has rejected the notion the government is being unreasonably greedy by trying to copyright the use of the letter T. The department has been criticised for charging businesses, individuals and radio stations £1,000 for every mention. Matters came to a head when a company in the north of the island was billed £3,000 for selling TT t-shirts. A church which was offering TTTs to visitors says it had to sell off its historical silverware after being billed £4,000. However, cafes just offering afternoon teas have complained that they've been charged £2,000, even though they're not linked with the TT in any way. 
Minister Lawrence Skelly says this is correct, as clearly teas is plural and therefore more than one tea is involved. Businesses, including Mother Tees and the Tea Junction, have also complained, adding that the move could put them out of business, with some calling it a travesty. And there'll be more on this story when Manx Radio can afford it. The Manx Retirement Organisation has apologised for any offence caused by a typographical error in a release published by the charity on social media. The statement was highlighting the activities of members during the recent day out at South Barul Plantation. A spokesperson for the charity says a computer fault led to an errant letter R in the headline of their post. It was meant to read, Retirement Organisation Goes Ape in the Woods. The organisation has now cancelled its trip to see a local hunt to be on the safe side. Manx Radio has always been an equal opportunities employer. Everyone who works here knows the opportunity of moving on to bigger and better things. It's about the same as ever getting the living wage. Sod all. But its programming has always moved with the times. Just a few years ago, for the first time in its 60-year history and in a groundbreaking move, it introduced a programme specially for women, reflecting the sexual revolution in the socio-economic demographics of the island and the parity which feminine insularity have craved across the generations. It broke the mould in securing a daily slot in local broadcast real estate, but was actually a bit dull even for other women. So this year it was binned. Presenters Christy de Havilland Vickers and Beth Wispy have stayed on as women, but will now talk to other people who aren't for their new programme Last Supper, in which a regular group of disciples, a lot of them fellow Manx Radio employees, get together to talk, eat bread and fish, and celebrate how women today has come back from the dead, only without women. Hello and welcome to Last Supper. I'm Beth Wispy. And I'm Christy de Havilland Vickers. And this is Last Supper. You've just said that, have I? Oh, well... And today, we'd love to hear from you if you have a favourite sausage. Anything from a cheeky little chipolata right the way through to a lip-cracking meaty bratwurst. Don't you mean lip-smacking? Yes, I do. Not forgetting, of course, everything in between. So if you're crackers about cabanos, silly about salami, or just enjoy a night in with your favourite banger, get in touch. Also today, Ben will be here to tempt you to listen to more Manx Radio by talking about all the television you've missed. And of course, you'll be able to see the video of Ben talking about television on the radio on the Manx Radio porthole. On Instagram, Titter, Snaptwat, the podcast which you can keep forever if you're really sad or deranged, Grinder, and of course via YouTube where you access the video from the porthole of Ben sitting in the studio talking to us about TV on the radio. And later we'll be heading west as Chris Williams records himself wandering aimlessly around Peel, sitting down every so often for a fag while his dog has a dump in Duxford's diarrhoea. That's bound to run. We'll also be playing sections of other people's shows to use up time, learning to swear in Manx, and Christy will be having root canal surgery live on the show with our resident dentist in the weekly feature Top Smiles and Bottom Teeth. That's at 2.30, of course. I'm going to ignore that. She'll also be singing about that with her band live in the studio on Sunday Soundtrack. Don't miss it. And if that weren't enough, we'll be playing music every so often, so I've got a chance to go for a wee. But don't forget, if you are a woman, or perhaps would like to be one, and would like to talk to us about women's problems, unpleasant diseases, or you're feeling sad or lonely, do still get in touch. We're still here for you. Though we probably won't invite you on the show anymore. We've done that really, and it wasn't a smash with the listeners, to be honest. Seems they prefer normal people, but at least it'll give you something to do. 
Beth and Christie with a programme which has a lot of people listening in disbelief. Sorry, Chris, there's another delay. Six weeks now due to an outbreak of dengue fever in scrutineering. Really frustrating for the marshals, of course, some of whom have sadly passed away from the lack of activity or just being old and knackered. Back to you. Yes, welcome back to the Nation Station, Manx Radio. As you will have been hearing in the news, things are returning to normal this morning after a major police incident in Douglas last night. Roads were closed for several hours before police realised they needed to open them to allow officers to get to the scene. A 49-year-old woman was arrested on suspicion of battery. This was after a four-year-old Duracell battery was mistakenly arrested and subsequently released without charge. Now, to shed some more light on the incident, we're joined in the studio by Police Inspector Graham Sargent. Inspector Sargent, good morning. First am I. Now, using as much modern policing jargon as possible, tell us about this incident. Well, last night at approximately 20 past 2200 hours, officers were dispatched from the Central Policing Team's Neighbourhood Control Response Centralised Policing Unit to attend reports of an apparent disturbance at an apparent address in Douglas. Now, obviously, there are several hundred addresses in the Greater Douglas area, so officers faced a unique challenge, narrowing it down to just one of them. Fortunately, the address in full was provided to emergency services over the telephone, which made our job significantly easier. Upon arrival at the property, police located a male in his late 40s displaying injuries consistent with an unplanned bilateral orchiectomy. An unplanned orchiectomy? The evidence so far points in that direction, yes. So he... Oh, he'd had his ghoulies cut off. The constabulary is exploring all possible avenues as to how his particulars came to be absent. Now, at the scene, officers also located a female, also in her late 40s, and sharing an apparent nuptial arrangement. Uh, The the bloke's wife. Holding a hand-operated ergonomic shearing blade. A big, sod-off pair of scissors. Now, while investigations are ongoing to determine exactly what happened in the lead-up to officers arriving at the scene, it's understood that the male in his 40s had enlisted the services of an unlicensed, even-tied, third-party fornication operative. An un-even... What? An unlicensed, even-tied, third-party fornication operative. Unlicensed, even Oh, a hooker! Investigations are ongoing. So his wife caught him bonking and had his nads off with a big pair of scissors. <laughs> wow! The constabulary is not prepared to engage in speculation at this stage, but we are carrying out inquiries to determine exactly how and why the man's reproductive organs were found several paces from their rightful position in between his thighs. We would entirely welcome speculation from the general public, of course, who are welcome to come along and have a gossip or indeed just a good old laugh on our dedicated police media policing digital constabulary police page, where you can also find essential information such as how long the mountain road's been shut for and what flavour ice creams in the constabulary freezer this afternoon. OK, and while we're at it, is the mountain road open? Yes, as far as I'm aware, it isn't. Inspector Sergeant, thank you for joining us. Tea and two sugars. I see you've been reading our Twitter feed. Thanks. The stakes are high, the road is unforgiving, but for those who dare to dream, it's the race of a lifetime. Speed, agility, the ultimate test. Now from the makers of the Isle of Man TT video game, a thrilling new sequel in road racing, Parish Walk Simulator. Play across more than 80 miles of virtual tarmac through 17 virtual parishes at speeds you never thought were possible. 
Marvel at the mouth-watering, realistic blister graphics, with playable characters including Jock Waddington, Big Willie Corkill, and that fellow who got done for doing that thing outside the woman's window. Play against your friends online in real time. Come on, son! You've been on that bloody thing for 23 hours! Your dinner's going gold! Shut up, Mum! I'm nearly through London! Parish Walk Simulator. All the thrill of the world's ultimate road race without moving a muscle. Coming soon. In an effort to ensure a near-constant stream of bland political coverage, the directors of Manx Radio have tasked a young journalist with reporting on all 122 of the island's local authorities. At the combined age of 925, all four Lagan commissioners are meeting tonight at the back of the island to tackle the big issues facing the 20 living members of the village. We join our reporter there on a typical Manx summer's eve. I come in, young man. Don't be shy. Have a seat. Oh, well, you seem to be a chair shot. You can sit on the floor. Which station are you from, son? Um, I'm from... Oh, Freddy. <coughs> now, now, as we're all gathered, I shall officially open the meeting. Apologies first from all those who couldn't make it, and of course to all those who could. Right, now, first on our agenda, planning matters. Item one, permission for the creation of an open-air slaughterhouse opposite the new vegan restaurant. Approved. Approved. Item two, permission to build a fireworks factory under lagging schoolrooms. Approved. Approved. Item three. Consent for the destruction of every cat born oh, north of Castletown. Item four, permission to get it out, when appropriate, for my own amusement. I can't see why not. Approved. 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 And finally on our list, a millionaire philanthropist wants to build free of charge a hall for all of the community to use rent-free for whatever it wants for the rest of eternity. Oh, no, well, well, I'm not, I'm not so sure about that. It's a disgrace. <coughs> I've lived in this village since before they even had a thing such as buildings or fancy halls and what have you. And not until I'm deep in the ground and they've shoveled the last spade of lag and mud over my cold dead body will I ever consent to such heinous use of the land in this dear village. Yeah, 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 yeah. Objection, objection it is then. I will slip some rotten heron uh, through this fella's front door. Now, moving on now to the biggest item on our agenda. The Department of Infrastructure has proposed the building of a 10-metre concrete wall around our lagging community to protect it against the threat of modernisation and rising Syrian refugee levels. Keep out those damn South Americans! No more Vuvuz Island! And so Manx Radio looks forward to a brave new world with confidence. A world of new technology, where the entire back catalogue of Sunday Opinion can be downloaded in a second, then uploaded again five seconds later. A world changing so fast that the history man will be presented by a 15-year-old. And like the pilotless aircraft in this electronic Eden, Manx Radio will continue to drone on with no one seemingly at the controls, giving your life a buzz, exploring things from a different angle, crashing when someone hits the wrong button. And as new telecoms technology comes on stream, it will look to find its own special place, its own 5G spot. Sorry, Chris, I've just been told there's a one-year delay to racing, a one-year delay due to dogging at the Wildlife Park, so obviously that's got to stop. Back to the studio until next May. Hello? Hello? Chris? Chris? Gary? Mavis? Hello? Anyone there? IM14 was conceived, written and performed by Edwina Roach, Lex Label, Chick Raves and Gwen Wiener, with mostly willing assistance from Wallace Richardson, Lennox Watto, Corrine Wasp, Haven Rains, 
Tiger Molf, Brian Zar Eno, Steffi B, Hyacinth Divas, Tyler H. Bean and Merlin Redcall. It was a Four Wise Men production for Manx Radio. Or anyone else if they pay more. Thank you.